Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for today's special episode of Real Estate Disruptors. Today we got Sade Yagiazarian all the way out here from Vegas. So with the Guardian Group, our second out-of-state guest. And we just discussed this. I mean, we're, we, we are national That's now. Right. So, national now. Uh, and he's here to share how he's had multiple $100,000 a month wholesaling. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, I'm Steve Trang, broker owner of Stunning Homes Realty, co-founder of the Offer Fast app, the one app you need for wholesaling, and I help people become real estate entrepreneurs. If you're excited for today's show, please give me a wave, give me a thumbs up. And before we get started, I started this show because I want to give back to our community. In fact, that's something you and I talked about earlier, very passionate about, yeah. is that we're very fortunate that we can give back the knowledge that we've learned along the way. And I don't charge a dime for this show. I don't make any money doing this, so here's all I ask. If you get value out of this show, please tell a friend. Either share the episode right now, tag a friend below, or tell them your best takeaway from the show later on. That way we can all grow together. And don't forget, this is a live show, so please post your questions, and Zadie's going to be very happy to answer them. Absolutely. You ready? Yeah. All right. We're going to start with some softballs. Okay. All right. Softball questions. So yeah. what is a droogie? What is a droogie? Droogies. Oh, man. You got to hit me with that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, droogie is, um, it, it means friend. Mm -hmm. It means gangster. Yeah. And by gangster, I mean somebody that takes what they want, but doesn't violate the rights of others. Interesting. So I look at that as like an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's also, it's like comrade. You know, we're all, yeah. we're all, the brand basically is, is be yourself, mm -hmm. be who you want to be. Because I know a lot of times people are scared to be who they want to be. Yeah, for sure. And you get judged, right? Yeah. So it's like, to me, the brand, it's be who you want to be. You're going to get judged anyways. At least you're being true to who you are. You cool. Know? Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what got you into real estate? Man, uh, I, I was, I, you know, a lot of people know my story. Like I, I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, I'm not proud of it, but I'm not like shying away from it either. Mm -hmm. So I, I bought my first house when I was 16 with daddy's money, you know, really? in Arizona here, actually. Oh, okay. So we, we would buy in like the first stage of construction and then sell it in the third stage of construction. And then we would sell it at that point. So we would basically be wholesaling. I didn't mm -hmm. even know what it was. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, my father, I got out of real estate. My father passed away and, you know, his wealth went, mm -hmm. you know, and he made me a promise to take care of my mother um, after he passed. And yeah. I didn't know he was going to die. So I'm like, yeah, dad, I'll do it anyway. So he passes away. Now I have no idea how to make money, how old earn are you? money. This is like four years ago, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm wow. like 34 years old. Yeah, I was 34 years old, like a late blooming piece of crap. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm like, I would say I'm a, I was a little boy until my my dad died. Okay. So up until four years ago, I was a little boy. Yeah. You know, and then I had to learn how to be a provider, and I just had to do something. So I I read the only thing I'm like rich dad poor dad. I'm like I gotta read this book. It says rich in it. You know. So you read rich dad poor dad at 34. Yeah. So four years ago, that's that was just the first. Yeah. That's, okay. I, I read the book and then as soon as I actually read, it was an audible because I hate reading. Yeah. So it was an audible. I love audible. Audible's great. <laughs> now, yeah. Like when I run now, it's it's all I do when yeah. I, I just listen to audible, but I listen to it and then I put in my two weeks uh, notice um, uh, two days after I read it or really? I listened to it. I didn't okay. put a two, two weeks notice. I actually wrote him a letter saying that you have to pay me double and I want to work two times less. And if you don't accept it, this is my letter of resignation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can 
definitely empathize because <laughs> I did something very, very similar. Oh, really? What'd you do? Uh, when I submitted my notice, I was like, hey, you know, I, I got to leave. And they're like, well, we hate for you to go. You know, we we see value here. In fact, they said, like, we can see you being VP of Intel, like one of the VPs oh, sure. of Intel one day. I was like, and I said, okay, that's awesome. But, like, you know, for me to leave, like, I need to make, you know, like 200 grand a year. And they're like, okay, we'll see you later. If they hit that number, <laughs> would you have stayed? Yeah, they hit that number, oh, would have well, stayed. I mean, I was, yeah. it would have made sense, right? Yeah. But, but that's good. You know what you wanted, and they couldn't deliver it. Yeah. So, so okay, so that's what got you into real estate. So then what was your, what was some of the first struggles you had when you, when you first started? Oh, wow. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm going to just talk about all my screw ups because I oh, feel yeah. like that could save people time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's do it. So I, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm a real estate investor, you know, and I wasn't zero marketing, uh -huh. you know, I was just like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm reading up on it. And I went to this, uh, so like seminar and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go there and all the people talking, I'm going to, tell them that I'm going to get them properties and then sell it to them. They're yeah. going to be my buyers. Makes sense. So, you know, I go there, I go talk to the guy. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm a wholesaler. You know, I got I'm going to get deals. He's like, how long you been doing it? I go, oh, you know, five months. He goes, how many deals have you done? And I'm like, none. And he's like, why? And I ch I'm like, what do you mean? Why? Really? Like, he just said, why? Like, it's like tying your shoelace. Like, why yeah. is he saying that? Just challenge you on the spot. Yeah. So then I started to do things that you know, I normally, my character probably would have looked at and said, that's beneath me, mm -hmm. you know, I the silver spoon attitude, right? I had to get right. out of that. So, yeah. you know, I, I got like 10,000 flyers and I started going, I'm like, everyone that wants to fix up their house is going to go to Home Depot or Lowe's. Mm -hmm. So I would make a map of all the Home Depots and Lowe's in Las Vegas and I would drive to every single one of them and put flyers, boom, boom, boom. I passed out 10,000 flyers, no deals, nothing, you know, but... I discovered the secret when I did that because what was the secret? The secret is if you put in work, mm -hmm. no matter what you do, it'll come to you somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe it's not going to come to you from what you're doing. Exactly. But the universe gifted me a deal because I was doing this and I was doing passing out business cards. I met a property manager and I told him what I did. And he's like, Hey, I got a guy that wants to move to Canada. He needs to sell his property set up the appointment, that was my first deal. Right. But that call came, strangely enough, the day after the 10,000 flyer was set, mm -hmm. which was a goal of mine when I write, I wrote down, pass out 10,000 flyers. Cool. Very so cool. that was huge. Well, the activities, right? So yeah. if you're doing the activities, it's, um, you know, there was, remember when the Ravens won the Super Bowl uh, many the years Lewis ago? Year? Yeah, the Ray Lewis years. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we create our own luck. And it was like, that sounds ridiculous. You create your own luck. Well, but you do the right yeah. things over and over again things gonna balls gonna bounce in your favor yeah well you you do it enough yeah right? eventually it'll fall in your favor right so it's very cool you could fail a hundred times you only succeed once right yeah so you did the ten thousand ten thousand flyers property manager referred you yeah that first yeah. deal yeah. and you, yeah. you 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 wholesaled that one yeah yeah i wholesaled that um and that was it was a twenty five hundred dollar check but it was the Start check somewhere. it was the check that i knew hey this is real yeah. You know, I just literally created this money out of thin air. How did I do that? Mm -hmm. Just by being me and connecting two people. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. I could do this. You know, that's what I love doing. I love like connecting people. So it, it, it fit. So what happened after that? After that, um, I started to, I, I put, I didn't know what I was doing, man. You know, I got, I put, got a website, mm -hmm. you know, I started getting leads. I did Google AdWords. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. Uh, I got leads in like Texas, McAllen, Texas. <laughs> You know, <laughs> talk to the guy, build amazing rapport with them. He wasn't selling his house to anyone else. 
I'm like, okay, how do I close a deal in another state? And I remember, I'm like, oh, like 1-800-CALL-NOW or one eight, I forgot the clothier thing, like 1-800-SELL-NOW or There's something. There's 800-FAIR-OFFER. Yeah, FAIR-OFFER, something like company, that. Yeah, yeah so, so I, I called that number and it said, please enter your zip code. And I entered the zip code and I got in touch with somebody who was a licensee for them, mm-hmm. a wholesaler in McAllen, Texas. Nice. Okay, David Fair is his name, great guy. Uh-huh. So I started talking with him and then I said, hey David, you know what, I got this deal, I get it under contract, let me just say this, man, I don't do this normally. You know, I was talking big, right? <laughs> like I don't do this normally, but I'm willing to go 50-50 if you just run this home for us, okay? <laughs> and he's he, this guy is like he's teaching real estate classes, you know, and every, he's looking at his partner. He's like, this guy wants 50-50 for what, a referral? I'm uh, like, no, I'll get it on a contract. So I got it on a contract. They did the deal. You know, I got I got like my I was $2,500. It was 5K assignment. I got 2500 Nice. So that was the second deal. All yeah, right. But it was out of state. I didn't know what I was doing, you know, but it just kind of happened. But you had the resourcefulness. Yeah, right. Right. Um, I mean, you knew about Alex's company because you're in it, you're doing it. And then you went and executed. I utilized that. Yeah. That avenue there to to find me what I needed, I guess. And that's a valuable skill, right? Because entrepreneurship and grit is that is that problem solving. Right. You had a problem because I, you know, I'm I'm, going to be honest here. I get out of state leagues like, oh, we don't buy out there. Mm. Man, that one little bit. Can just twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, just uh, improve my 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 uh, my or reduce my expenses right there. So that's huge. So what would be the first two or three things you would do if you were starting over today? Oh, starting over today, uh, man. I would I would join a mastermind or go to a group a lot faster than I did. I was mm-hmm. very ignorant when I was young. Again, I'm battling that silver spoon. BS that I had to go through. Yeah, I thought I knew everything. You know, I I wasn't humble enough to sit in a room and listen to somebody else teach me something that I did not know because I know everything. Right. That's what I was thinking. I now I know I don't know shit. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Can I? Oh, that's fine. But yeah, I know I know nothing now. Yeah. You know. So now it's very easy to be the dumbest guy in the room. Right. Like I look for rooms where I could be the dumbest guy. Oh, absolutely. So like the first thing I would do is 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 join. Uh, you know, take a course. I would take a course. I did take a course. Um, do everything in the course, and uh, join join a mastermind a little mm-hmm. bit faster. You know, yeah. it took me like seven months or eight months to, to join one, but I mm-hmm. should join one a lot faster. Okay. And uh, yeah, I would have done that differently. Another thing I would have done differently is I would have incorporated what I learned from Think and Grow Rich uh, sooner. Because that's that he gives you the blueprint in chapter two. Mm-hmm. Anybody, if, if you guys say you've read Think and Grow Rich, okay, and you don't know what chapter two is called, then you haven't read it. You know, uh, it's called Desire, and there's a blueprint, a seven step formula how to convert your desire into riches. It's the first thing I would do. Like, grab that right now. If you're going to stop this, stop it and go do that. And then, you know, because it's going to help your life, man. Yeah. Sorry, I'm taking people away from the show. But I'm oh, no, no, that's all good. Think and Grow Rich Chapter 2. That's that's where it's at, man. I would have incorporated that immediately. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite books. In fact, I've gone through, right? We talked earlier. Like I've been doing this for 11 years now. And I've read tons and tons of books. And Think and Grow Rich is one of the first three or five books I've read. Yeah, yeah. And in going through and learning all this stuff, I came back and I read Think and Grow Rich again. And it's like, man, almost everything I've learned was in this book. If I would just read this That's book right. like a hundred times, right. it would have shortcut a lot of the idea, strokes. The whole idea of a mastermind is in the book. Yeah, right? mastermind is where it started. Exactly. Okay, uh, so 
Let's see. What does a good referral look like for you? What's a good referral look like to mm-hmm. me? Wow, I get so many of them, man. Um, a good one would be, uh, <laughs> hey, this person wants to sell. Here's the telephone number. Here's the name. They warm transfer my acquisitions guy on mm-hmm. the phone, and uh, they actually want to sell, and the numbers work. I get a lot of... Uh, referrals where the they, ARV is 300, but ARV is 100, you know, mm-hmm. ARV is 500, ARV is 300 really. So it's, I, you know, people are just starting out, so it's not like you can get mad at it, but yeah. a good referral is somebody that knows their numbers and, and, and points us in that direction. Okay. Know? Now you're in Vegas yeah. and there's, we've talked about in some of our other meetups, there's a few, a handful of areas that are crazy, crazy competitive. Phoenix is definitely on the list. Uh-huh. I've heard Houston's on the list. Uh-huh. My buddy Jared Vidalis oh, says Jared, Vegas yeah. is the craziest. Genius Jared. That's what I call that guy. That guy's is his brain is a computer. Yeah. Straight up. Him and Sal. Like both those guys are just Another at, level. Uh, other levels. Yeah. I remember Sal, like just to jump in right mm-hmm. here real quick, like normally like a person will work in the daytime, mm-hmm. you know, and then works during the morning, daytime, yeah. evening, and then they sleep. Like when it's time for everyone to sleep, Sal is like continuously going and fixing more problems and more. It just, it's like a computer. He doesn't rest. I don't yeah. understand. I think he might be a computer or an <laughs> alien or something. Well, he's super sharp. We know <laughs> that for sure. So how, I mean, where we, is Jared right? Is Jared wrong? How's oh, Vegas? So I'm the wrong guy to ask, bro, because Why is Steve, that? like I, competition is, is to me is a made up word. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. Like it's not real. The competition is in our mind. You yeah. Know? Michael Jordan did not say, I'm going to beat this person. Michael Jordan said, I'm going to be better who, than who I was yesterday. Yeah. I'm going to be the best that I could be. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I want to do. I want to be better than I was yesterday. I'm looking at company metrics. I want my metrics, the metrics for the Guardian group to be better every year. I don't care what anyone else is doing. I know I, you're doing 20 deals. Great. Let me talk to you because let's see what you're doing. That's working. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and I'll share with you what's working. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to be better than who I was yesterday. So for me, I feel like I attract or, or the company attracts mm-hmm. its own customers. Yeah. You know, so my acquisitions guy or my acquisitions gal is going to attract people that they connect with right. and nobody could take them away. Yeah. It's theirs. Well, so I guess part of that too. So I heard two things, right? A, competition with yourself, right? You're not competing against anybody else. They're competing with you, right? You're competing with yourself. I'm competing with myself, exactly. And then B, you're attracting the best people and that's where you have the advantage. Did I hear that right? Uh, training people to be their best self. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, everybody is. everybody needs something, right? Or mm-hmm. else what's the point of being a leader, right? right? You yeah. got it, you got to... You got to level people up, or mm. else you're what do you, you're like a, a stand. You know, you're not you're not doing <laughs> what you should be doing as a leader. Yeah. Right, so your that, job. That's been a challenge, right? Because yeah. I'm not. I was thinking about me, 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 me all my life, and then I had to understand what being a leader was. And you know, Raphael Vargas is really the first person that put in my head like mm-hmm. what a, re, a real leader was. You know, yeah. That's why he's king. You know, Raphael is king, man. Like he just he was like, you know what, bro? He goes, you know, you think you're a leader. You know, but you think about yourself. You know, you're not a leader. A leader thinks about other people before they think about themselves. The leaders eat last. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, man, when he came into town, I was like, okay, like let's see what this guy's about. You know, he's 26 years old. Let's see what he knows. 
That guy starts talking. It's like, man, <laughs> incredibly wise. It's unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. When Raphael talks, you don't talk, bro. You yeah, just it's just crazy amounts of wisdom. Right, exactly, exactly. Wisdom, knowledge, and 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 he just he has good discernment, very good yeah. discernment. Like he knows when to disperse the information mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. So, what do you attribute your success to? Uh so many. Everybody I've ever met, man. Honestly, everybody that I've ever met in real estate that has actually spoken to me, mm-hmm. whether they've done deals or not, I'm always learning from somebody. So if somebody's never done deals before, I'm talking to them and I'm like, oh, that's why you're not doing deals. Yeah. So I can't be like that. Right. You know, if I see somebody doing better than me, which a lot of people are, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, wow, how are you doing that? Yeah. You know, how are you getting to this level? What are you doing? Let me see your, your attributes, you know. Um, that audible, like listening, opening my brain up to learning new things. Mm -hmm. I guess the the most, I guess you could say the the most, the the biggest reason is my mother. Yeah. Because she was my why, you Mm -hmm. know. Now, you know, I want to start my own family, you know, wife, kids, do that thing. So it's like my why is sort of changing now, you Mm -hmm. know. But at the end of the day, she's always why you know like i had to take care of her i had to do whatever i had to do i had to stop being a child yeah and start being a man and and, and provide for her so that lifted me up you know and i think it would lift a lot of people up if 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 they have a strong why yeah like a mother or a husband wife whatever child especially Jeez, you yeah know, like that well that's interesting right so because we talked about like you made all this progress in four years which in the grand scheme of things isn't a very long period of time so how'd you go from, you know, like Silver Spoon, Entitled, it's kind of what it sounded yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, very. To now humble leader leading uh, your organization. I'm still working on the humility, man. Okay, <laughs> still, so still, a leader I'm that can trying. lead. I'm still trying, I'm still trying. <laughs> so what do you attribute, like, the, the short period? Like, you got there way faster, right, than most people do. Like, you can't just um, become a success in two or three years. You can't. Ju- ju- but like like I said, man, going, going to uh, – Big life-changing event was a hot seat event in Washington with Raphael. Yeah. You know. So then that that taught me, hey, you know what? Like you need to get into more rooms like mm-hmm. that. And and just going to different masterminds and mm-hmm. different hot seats hot seat events, being around successful people, you know, I, there was this saying, it said um, you know, if there's f- if there's four millionaires in the room and you hang around them, you're going to be the fifth Mm-hmm. Something like that kind of butchered yeah, 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 that. Yeah. But the, the idea is the same, right? Right. So it was surrounding myself with people that, you know, were thinking on that level. And and that forced me to level up because something that I thought was impossible, you know, was shown to me to be happening. Yeah. And then I started analyzing the word impossible and I realized that impossible just means I'm possible. Yeah. You know, that's what it breaks down to. So if you say you can't do it, you're right. You can't do it. If you say you can do it, you're right. You can't do it. So why would you say you can't do it? Anything. Yeah. Why would you do that? That's one of my favorite sayings. I want one of my favorite quotes from Henry Ford, right? Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm, that's why I so many audibles. They're all the quotes are like <laughs> in my brain. So let's give Raphael <laughs> some more love here. Explain the hot seat. What was his hot seat event? What was it about? What was it like? Uh, homie gave us the blueprint, man. Yeah. Like he, he, he. You know, it, when you're first starting out as a wholesaler, again, you're thinking about you, mm-hmm. right? So you're thinking about one deal, two deals, three deals. You're not really, at least I wasn't, mm-hmm. thinking corporation, you know, managers, 
you know, sales associates, yeah. you know, training, mm-hmm. you know, KPIs. What's a KPI? It's a serial, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> key performance indicators, okay. Right. Yeah. You know, and all of this information. So like that to me was, that's what that hot seat was. It was basically saying, hey, I built this company. We built this company. This is how we build it. Mm-hmm. This is how we make sure everybody's doing what they're doing yeah. here. You're like, oh wow, okay, man. I, I like if I don't do anything, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and, and working with, uh, you know, I met. That's where I met Alex, uh, Jalen, Carlos, and Sal. Mm-hmm. And you know, we went back to our respective areas, and you know, we networked still. And it was just kind of like, oh, I'm doing this, that's working, and then like, oh, I'm doing this, that's working, and then just kind of boom, 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 leveling Comparing each notes. other up. Right. Exactly. Yep. And uh, you know, those guys, you know, just hit another level. You know. And yeah. so I learned so much just just being around them. Period. Right. You know, uh, that's why I rep their all in right here because you know that's that's straight up like what they're doing right now for people. You know, they're making millionaires. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what. They're oh doing. yeah, it's a, it's a process. It's 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 a not a process. It's a system. You plug in. System and buying a you, franchise and then yeah and then you and then you create the processes yeah, right. So you that's execute the thing it. You get. Yeah, exactly. That's like the toughest part, right? The execution. It is the hardest part, getting the right people to execute it for you uh, together. So um, let's talk about your organization, right? So you okay. say you got an acquisition manager and you're doing this. Yeah. What does your organization look like today? So at this point, we have 12 uh, people in lead generation, mm-hmm. cold calling on salary. Okay. Um, and then we have various people that are going driving for dollars for us city-wise. Uh, we have three people on the acquisitions team. Mm-hmm. And then we have... Uh, somebody who's running operations, who kind of grooming to be COO, but I like to call him integrator. Yeah. You know, our integrator. I I to go through. This is the third integrator that, you know, I'm trying to. Well, I I tried before. Mm-hmm. Now I have done it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I found my integrator. You know, and he's integrating. You know. Yeah. Um, and he's integrating better than me, so I'm okay releasing the reins. You know. Well, a good integrator should. Yeah. Right. And so for you guys that aren't familiar with the term integrator, that's from traction. You get the visionary, you get the integrator and a visionary is great at a lot of things, but implementing is not one of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's where integrator <laughs> implements the visionary's vision. Um, okay. Just so to drop some gems for people. Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Guys, uh, traction is a book, uh, pick that up. And then also if you have a partner right now, you guys, two people, who's the integrator, who's uh, the visionary rocket fuel, mm-hmm. same author, Gino Wickman. Um, that's what we use that. And it really helps you understand your roles and responsibilities guys. So it's very big that you understand who's going to be doing what, because if you're both doing the same thing, it doesn't work. One person's got to rule one kingdom. And you guys can't cross paths or else it ain't going to work. Well, not just that. So I gave the book to my integrator because it also helps the integrator understand how to deal with visionaries because we're problem makers. Yes. (laughs) We cause a lot of issues. It's very easy to hate us. Very easy. Very easy. Right. So you got to have that charm to make them love you. But yeah, here's a guidebook how to deal with me. (laughs) Um, So the other thing, too, so we got. So you got 12 dialers or callers yeah. on salary. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what's that salary? What's their compensation structure? How does that all work? Okay. So they're varied from $4 an hour to $7 an mm-hmm. hour. They're outside the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried in-house. Uh, we tried some services, you know, and then we have one person who kind of manages them and coaches mm-hmm. them. 
every Monday. Uh, we have a lot of incentives. <clears throat> you get a certain amount of leads, you get a bonus. Mm -hmm. uh, you get a certain amount of leads, you get to spin the wheel and get a prize. So we do like video conferencing where uh, we'll spin the wheel online cool. and make them feel like they're a part of the team because they are, you know. Yeah. And uh, just just really, I, I don't know, I'm a very, I mean, if you can't tell, man, I'm a people person. I love oh, yeah. human beings. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want someone to feel like a cog in the chain. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is the best thing. Maybe it's a bad thing I'm doing. I don't know. But like, I want them to know they're a part of the team. So it's like, hey, if you're not feeling well, you don't got to lie. Just don't, don't just let me know you don't want to work today. Yeah. You know, it's cool. Right. We're in it together. You know what I mean? Like, if you got some family stuff going on, let me know. Maybe I could help out, you know? Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of times, I don't want to get into details, but team members overseas or locally, there's stuff going on in their families or stuff, and they need, you know, financial help or mm -hmm. they need something, some sort of assistance to hold them over until a commission check or something like yeah. that, you know? And I feel like it's, as a leader, it's it's the responsibility of the leader to make sure that everyone's taken care of you right. know, at all times. So, like, well, sometimes when people just start out, you know, they don't have like the silver spoon, so yeah. they don't have that money. And I understand that, you know, I understand that like some people need money now, right. you know, and maybe you could trust them, give them money now, and then uh, they perform. Sometimes they do, mm -hmm. and you look like a genius. Sometimes they don't, and you look like a moron, but at the end of the day- You're better off looking like a moron and helping. Yeah, exactly. In my book, because I wouldn't be able to sleep. You know, right. I can't like if I could, maybe I would, but I can't like it. Doesn't, sir, it's sir not first. who I am. Yeah. So uh, two things. Next time you spin that wheel, uh -huh. put it on Instagram, tag me. I want to see it. OK. Uh, right. And then we're going to the acquisitions managers now. Right. Yeah. So you got the 12 cold callers. And okay. are they primarily sifting or are they they're qualifying? They're not the, making offers. No, no, no. The, all they're doing is is the filling in the the pipeline for the acquisitions department. So, so they're they're sifting, putting right. in the information in, setting it up for the acquisition yeah, guys. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay, so the acquisition guys, they're not on salary. No, no, they're they're straight commission. They're straight commission. Yeah. Okay, and then their job then is to do the I mean, we do the John Martinez scripts over the phone. Or are they going? Yeah, in I mean, it, it's you could close the deal over the phone, or you go uh, there. Mm -hmm. and it, I teach them to really kind of understand what that person is on the other end and what they want because some people, they might give you a high number, mm -hmm. you know, on the phone. Yeah. And you're not even going to get to their face if you talk about numbers. Right. But if you go there and you talk to them and then you find out their real situation and mm -hmm. now you've broken through that barrier that all the lazy people didn't want to get through. Mm -hmm. Now you have an opportunity to have a real negotiation and a real conversation. Right. But. You know, when you get flooded, sometimes we get flooded like in a week, you know, we got like 50, like 350 leads a week, mm -hmm. you know, gets a little tough to go to all those appointments, you know? Oh, yeah. So we're trying to focus more. We, we had this problem where we had 350 leads come in and then 300 the next week and then 300, 350. So, you know, you're standing, you got over a thousand leads in the month. And I had like no acquisitions. People would call me one person, you know? <laughs> like, why aren't you calling away? Last time you called this guy was three days ago. What the hell? It's a hot lead, you know? Yeah. It's like you don't have the manpower. Right. So that forced me to grow and, and hire more acquisitions people. Very cool. Yeah. So that Juan right now, he's my main acquisitions guy. Uh, he, he, you know, he just started like mm. three months ago, but he's already locked up one to the five deals, you know? Yeah. He's just, he, he's a sponge, you know what I mean? And uh, he's very. It's crazy thing about Juan, man. So can I say this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went to a, I always say this story and he, and he hates it, but it's funny. So this guy like never ate fish in his life. 
Okay. Really? So yeah, we go to a restaurant, uh, Milos in Vegas. If you guys are ever there, if you're ever there, mm-hmm. Vegas, go to Milos. It's in Cosmo. It's a great okay. Greek restaurant. Okay. So anyways, I go there for lunch all the time. You know, it's $20. You get lobster and pasta. I'm like, oh, it's a good deal. You know, it's a great deal. But don't go there at nighttime. Okay. Because okay. at nighttime, the prices change. You know, mm-hmm. that same dish is like a $100 dish now. Right. So anyways, we go there and then I'm like, yeah, try fish one. It's like, okay. So we go and the chef shows us all the fish, you know, and then he's like, he's like, choose one. And then he just happens to choose the most expensive $350 fish, <laughs> white fish, you know? So I didn't know, like no one asked for the money, you know, we right. like, I'm not going to go and do that. You're so at Cosmo. We get right. So we get, we, we get the food and everything. The bill comes and I see this guy chose a $350 fish. I'm like, man, but we went there because he closed a, a 30 K wholesale deal. So, yeah. you know, we were out celebrating that. That's another thing too, man with your team that I learned, it'll help a lot of people, man. When you win, win with the team. Yeah. You know, celebrate the win. You get a deal, go out. You don't have to blow that much, you know, 100 bucks, 50 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever it is, do something to commemorate the deal. Because that makes you more hungry for more and more and more. And then you just, the alignment works a little bit better. Okay. Uh, And then let's talk about Disposition. Do you, I didn't hear. Did I hear disposition? Did you say it? I'm dispositions right. You're dispositions. Yeah, I'm dispositions right now. So, so like, you get a deal. You're text blasting. You're calling people. What are you? I'm, doing? I'm text blasting. I'm sending out mailers. I'm calling to my. I'm calling my key guys and Your letting VIPs. them know. Yeah, and yeah, I I do. I need to get somebody in dispositions because I'm like the nicest guy in the world in dispositions. But like one thing I do is I never leverage people against each other. Like my buyers know that too. So mm-hmm. if they tell me a price or whatever, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you know, you got to be a little bit higher because so-and-so wanted to pay X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. you know? So I just let them kind of do what they do. And I'm like, hey guys, it's tight. I'm getting over asking right now. Just letting you guys know. But I need to get somebody in there that's like a, that's like a, the dispositions king. Yeah. You know, Jaden, the dispositions king. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Big shout out, Putney. So Sonia's got a question. Where did you hire your overseas cold callers? Ooh, okay. Good question. Um, So there's a lot of companies out there, guys. Uh, What I would say is, you know, Ivis is going to charge you. Ivis is like a company that has the cold callers. You go to Upwork, go to Upwork, hire two or three of them. And when you have two or three people, just ask them for referrals. It's the best thing to do and ask them. So if you hired somebody at $6 an hour, mm-hmm. you go and call, uh, have them work for you for a couple of months, get to know their character a little bit, see if they, they lie or they're honest people. If they wind up being honest and they're doing their job, say, hey, do you know anyone else looking for a job? Um, and I've gotten like four people just from referrals and I've always asked them to see if they have people to work for a dollar less than what they got paid. Mm-hmm. So it's just, hey, is that available? If not, then it's okay. But do you have somebody that fits this criteria? Right. So that that worked out a lot. Awesome. Sonia? Was that Yeah, Sonia Ray, yeah. Sonia Ray, great question. Um, okay. So now that we talked about your organization, how about sourcing deals? Where what is your best lead source? Uh cold calling. Cold calling. Who yeah. are you cold calling? Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> is Vegas small enough that you can call every single person? Yes, everybody. So <laughs> I <laughs> everyone. Um Zadie's looking. Zadie's outside your house right now. So so yeah, I mean uh Joe Taylor bless this man mm-hmm. uh you know he he has this great uh lead property uh, property lead manager mm-hmm. so it's like a stacking software for the list mm-hmm. if anyone reaches out to me i'll let you know my property ma- uh list property manager that's what mm-hmm. it's called so he lets you stack your list you know so basically you, know, you could pull 
every house in the county put it in the list and then you could pull a pre-foreclosure list you could put all these other lists and then you compare and you see okay how many people are on multiple lists you know mm -hmm. are they on two lists three lists four lists if they're on five lists you know you think that's going to be priority to call oh yeah right so doing that um i'm getting into stopped direct mail for a little bit but i got back into it just with uh, sending out less mail and mm -hmm. more targeted yeah. um just harder to find people we could we could just leave it at that yeah so just people that are a little bit harder to find where normally they wouldn't get direct mail so yeah. like that's who we're sending mail out to so let's elaborate the stacking let's explain to someone if you're stacking three boxes what does that mean okay so somebody pull uh, you pull up a pre-foreclosure list mm -hmm. someone's name is on there right then you pull up a uh, tax delinquent list someone's name same name is on there right and you go pull up the water shutoff list. There's the same name, right? So this person's on three different lists. If you don't have any way to understand that they're on three different lists mm -hmm. and you're mailing, you're gonna mail three different people. So imagine all that money you're wasting. Mm -hmm. Take that and you multiply it by 10,000, right? Yeah. So if you send out 10,000, imagine 3,000 people out of the 10,000 are people that you've already sent stuff to and you don't need to. Right. You know, not you're sending it again, it's just, you're sending it to somebody that you don't need to because they're already on another campaign. Right. So you save money that way. And also, you know, uh, you wanna call somebody who's on multiple lists, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody has more pain points, right. that's who you wanna talk to. You don't wanna talk to the guy just with high equity, even though we call high equity. That's how we get our, you know, that's why we get everybody, because mm -hmm. we pull out high equity. Yeah. You know? I guess not everybody. Okay, if you don't have any equity, we don't, we don't call you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. But you got equity and you live in Las Vegas. One of my people have called you. You know, that's just that's yeah. just what we do. And so I was telling you earlier about my best friend, right? So he's in California. He's like, Steve, why are these people calling me? It's like, <laughs> okay, you're out of state. You've owned it for 10 years. You have high equity. Oh, it's yeah. like, how do I get off this list? Like, you don't. <laughs> you <laughs> just don't get off this list. Because <laughs> even if you don't pay, now you go on a pre-foreclosure list. You're on another list. You're on another yeah, list. Now you're really screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we talked about list property manager. What other tools, CRM systems could you not live without? Uh, Podio, man. Podio is, is just beautiful. Everyone yeah. has Podio, right? Yeah. But, but people use other. I've noticed a lot of people veering away from Podio and then they come back to Podio, mm -hmm. right? But uh, you got to have the right Podio system, right? So, so what's the right Podio system? Uh, right now, I would go to all in marketing. I ain't mm. even paid for this, man, but mm -hmm. I'm just trying to. Drop some gems. You mean put in a good word for you? Go to nah. <laughs> <laughs> go to All In Marketing and download one of the podios that that the brainchild Sal set up, man. Because it's just next level stuff, man. Like, yeah. like my podio system, for instance. And this is originally, you know, I have my own developer and everything, mm -hmm. and we've developed it. But you know, it's let's say you got a contract, right? You don't want to go in there and, and and get a piece of paper and write the contract, scan it, put it in DocuSign. You know, you want something fast. Right. So you fill out the podio, you click a button, it fills up the contract, the DocuSigns it, they sign it, and it puts it right back in the system. Hmm. That's the kind of system that you want. Right. You want tracking in your system, right? Yeah. So you want to say, okay, how many mail pieces did I, or how many phone calls did I make? Oh, I made 30,000 phone calls. 30,000 phone calls generated how many leads? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, 300 leads. Out of those 300, how many offers did we do? Okay, we did 100 offers. How many deals did we close? Two deals. So you see you know, the metrics. Yeah. You see what it takes to get a deal. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do? No competition but yourself. You beat those numbers. Yeah. So 
if one in every 50 offers is a deal, okay, let's try to make that one in every 40. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. let's try to make that one in every 30. If it's 30,000 phone calls per deal, uh, cold calls. If it's that, why don't, well, let's bring it down to 28, yeah. 27, 26. Right. So that's Podio um, gives you the ability to track your business. And my, someone said this, again, I don't know who said it, but I'm full of quotes, but it's so important. If you can't track it, you can't improve it. Right. So we're all in this business to improve, you know, as human beings, we're always improving. So why yep. wouldn't you track everything? Right. It's just laziness to me. You know, I was lazy, you know, then my dad died and I had to not be lazy. I'm still lazy, you know, but I'm working on it. You know, <laughs> any other tools or systems you couldn't live without? Um, tools or systems I couldn't live without, man. Uh, is is having the ability to be a problem solver uh, tool mm-hmm. than that you know you are that tool that everybody in the organization needs to be a problem solver that's yeah. one thing i learned uh the hard way i was hiring people that weren't problem solvers they were mm-hmm. like oh hey look there's this is the problem i don't want to hear that and like, what did you do about a, it pr- right there's a problem right what are the solutions mm-hmm. you know if you don't know them then you're not there so i think problem solving you take everything away okay just take, rip everything away from me even all this stuff just naked mm-hmm. and with the ability to be a problem solver i'll be cool i'll yeah. get to i'll get to where i'm at now all right awesome uh so gus sestiego wants to know how many numbers are you dialing a week oh my goodness 70 let's see 12, 12,000, 12, uh, can I use my calculator? Is that sure, sure. Is okay. I mean, <laughs> your, your, your Persian Armenian background is not coming 7,500 right times five. I mean, anywhere between 37,000 and 60,000. Okay. Um, and then Nick Robles. 60, sorry, 50. And Nick Robles wants to know how many offers to a seller do you make? I guess you didn't say in time frame. So let's just say a week. And is there a certain certain formula you use to calculate your MAO? Uh, yeah, well, MAO is d- dependent on area. In Vegas, there's some people that don't want to buy anything unless they're getting it for sixty cents on the dollar wholesale. Yeah, really? okay. some areas, okay, like pockets, not like not zip rural, codes. like yeah, it's yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah, and and then there's some areas where you know you could get eighty cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, eighty five cents even we've gone up. You know, but normally um, just the safe bet is kind of like 65 to 70 okay. is just our, is our safe bet. And then um, the MAO that's presented to the acquisitions manager, we kind of tweak based on the acquisitions manager's mm-hmm. personality. You know, if, if they're very giving, we give them a lower MAO knowing that they're gonna go over, you know? And if they're very strong <laughs> in negotiation, we pump it a little bit higher because we don't wanna lose the deal because we got a ferocious beast negotiating you know yeah so we just kind of tweak again i don't know if that's the best thing to do but that's just what we do okay um and so Raphael just jumped on what's up Raphael? he's we were talking about you earlier before you got on the the king is here yep so you got any interesting war stories me war stories um what like war stories with sellers wholesaling yeah with wholesaling huh um War stories. I mean, is this define war? Like so, a battle? So what? I've had, let's see, I'm trying to think of something that people talked about. Uh, I know Chris, he talked about a couple episodes ago. He walked into a house and he bought it, you know, sight and scene. Uh-huh. Walked in the door, knew he lost money right away. 
because oh, wow. it was a tri-level. It didn't look like a tri-level in the photos. Oh, shoot. Oh, wow. Got that. Um, he had a situation where he lent money oh. and turned out the granddaughter sold grandma's house without grandma knowing. Oh, my goodness. So it wasn't a legit deal. Oh, well, I got worse. Okay, so at this time, when this happened, we had 10 deals in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. Okay, 10 deals. Every single one of those deals had a seller holdback. Okay. Okay. So if you guys don't know what a seller holdback is, is, you know, you're in wholesaling, seller holdbacks are huge because you buy the house and the seller gets to stay in the house for an allocated certain amount of time. If they don't get out by that day, that money is released to whatever the contract says, right? So on all our contracts, it said that the money is coming to uh, the Guardian Group, mm -hmm. okay? Now, the escrow agent, who shall not be named, didn't hold back any of the money for any of them. Sounds like someone got fired. No, because we're really cool and we didn't tell anybody, but that escrow officer gave us her personal cell phone number after that day mm -hmm. and she stayed open on weekends. So, you know, but uh, the, the problem was we had, what is that? Like, that was like 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000. around $5,000, yeah, $5,000 worth of uh, money that if, if the sellers didn't pull their part, that was going to come out of our end. Mm -hmm. So I had to go talk to each one of the, the sellers and make sure I got them out yeah. because I wasn't going to fork over that money. Now, of course, I could have made with the title company had done all that stuff but that's like going to slow down business so i'm not going to do that i got to pay and then afterwards take care of it but i had to go to every single one of the sellers mm -hmm. and just make sure that all the things were taken care of and some people like they didn't even start moving you know so mm -hmm. i had to pay to get trucks i had to pay to get people to clean stuff up you know and we just got to do whatever we had to do scramble uh, we had to send people to help somebody move you yeah. know, because they weren't going to get out in time so that was that was a battle, man. It that was sounds hard. stressful. If you got ten yeah. of those going. Yeah, on. Other, yeah, ten of them. That's it. That, that's why it was stressful. Was yeah. like one or two would be different, but right. And this this lady was never had an issue with her in escrow. We actually funneled more deals to her because she was quicker, faster. Mm -hmm. You know, she didn't want so much paperwork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was the issue. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't want to throw her under the bus, man. But that was that was crazy. I we got lucky. We got out of that situation. So. What, how would you share with someone how today, how would you get them to over hundred K in wholesale fees in one month? I, mean, I would love to get there. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Multiple, well, multiple, um, multiple, uh, lead sources, of mm -hmm. course, you know, that's, that's huge. Right. Um, have multiple, like people in multiple places, like driving for dollars is, is we just started to incorporate that, mm -hmm. but we should have a long time ago. Yeah. Um, also, if you're going to be cold calling, it's very easy with cold calling. Okay. Because all you have to, it's a numbers game. All you have to do is crank the volume up on the number of calls. Yeah. Okay. Which means that you have to buy more leads, mm -hmm. which means you have to call more people, which means you have to hire more people. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's where the tough part comes in. Right. So, but if you get a, if you get a high equity list, let's say, right. So right. you, you go to your area and you pull a high equity list, owner occupied, non-owner occupied, doesn't matter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pull on a high equity list. And then also if you're on list source, go to unknown equity, just pull uh, just that separate. That's mm -hmm. a different list, but get all that information, skip trace them all, get all their telephone numbers, put it into a calling system, get cold callers on there with the script, have them bang out the calls, send the leads to your, uh, leads, uh, leads department, have them call, uh, have them make their offers and go to the appointments right. and just track everything. That's how you get to hundred K. 
So, so you track everything and you scale. That's like a PhD in like five minutes, right? <laughs> or two minutes. Hey man, I'm, I'm keeping it real. I'm not yeah. consistent every month on okay, right. man. Like, like that's the goal. Like, you know, mm -hmm. three, four, okay, it's happening. But like my goal is again, like to do more, you know, it's, right. it's, it's to have like the 200, 300s. So it's so, really just making sure the systems are in place. So we, and I think, you know, Darren Hardy is one of my coaches. I love the guy, right? And he says like, we all know what we need to do. Yeah. We just don't necessarily do it. it. That's true. Um, I, I, one of the guys I know, he's in Las Vegas, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I call him the little guy. So shout out to you, little guy. He's the only guy shorter than me in this game. So that's why I call him <laughs> little guy. But anyway, so like he spends no money on marketing. You know? Okay. No money. But he's close to pulling in 100 a month. Mm -hmm. and he's he's going to get there, you know. Um, and all he does is just he has people bring him deals. Yeah. You know, he just got that that touch. You know, I don't know what it is, but like just social media presence is like amazing. Right. And just people just bring him deals. Yeah. You know, and, and, and he gets there. So you don't necessarily need to build the marketing machine mm -hmm. you know, and throw a bunch of money into it. That's just one way. You know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's other ways to do it. I know some people that they're not like they're in the high end markets like San Francisco or, mm -hmm. or Virginia, you know. Um, and their wholesale fees are 150, 200 grand. Is it, is it Jason Boozy? You know, Booze Cruise, man. Booze is amazing, man. Yeah. I'm, not, not, I'm not talking about Boozy right now, but Boozy threw a mastermind actually. Oh, sorry. He threw a mastermind in San Francisco, and I went there, and there's all these San Francisco wholesalers yeah. there. You know, and they're telling me their numbers, and, you know, it was me, Carlos, Sal, and Alex. <laughs> we're all looking at each other, and we're like, man, we should go to San Francisco. We should, we should start marketing here. You know, yeah. like, this is, this is you know, maybe we should start incorporating this, but. You know, those bigger wholesale fees mean that you have to market less, mm -hmm. you know, or uh, you could focus on the niche list. You don't have to go widespread, you know. Right. I guess there's two ways, right? You mm -hmm. got wide, you got shotgun approach, and then you got sniper. Yeah. You know, the snipers, is you have to be a very skilled person to be the sniper, right? Anybody could just get a shotgun and shoot. So when you're starting out, my advice would be, you know, do the shotgun approach, mm -hmm. you know, and, and You'll learn what a motivated seller sounds like, what what they feel like. You'll just know. Right now, like I'll hear somebody on the phone, I'm like, that's a deal. Yeah. You know, within like maybe like 30 seconds of the call. Based on the, the questions. Just, just yeah, the the, the reaction, mm -hmm. the, the caller's reaction. Or I'll be walking by and I'll hear the seller say something, or like a pause. Like you just learn this stuff, man. It's right. not like, it's not like I have this amazing ability. It's anybody who's been in it long enough right. will, enough will see the patterns. Yeah. You know? And and going high, going just high equity and getting a bunch of people will will train you to be able to handle those niche lists a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, Sonia wants to know, who do you use for skip tracing? Uh, need to skip. TKO. Boom. Need to skip. <laughs> Man. Yeah. And, and I like I was I was using need to skip before need to skip was need to skip. Yeah. You know, so I know where the data comes from and I know how solid it is. Right. You know, and that's why to me it wasn't even like, oh, should I try them or, you know, but what I would say is just with any skip tracing, you know, you just what I would do is compare. That's all you can do, mm -hmm. you know, send in the minimum for each one and just see for yourself, see the results, track the results, because you don't have to go off of somebody's word. You're going off of your own data. Yep. And to me, like, I know I'm a nice guy. I'm an honest guy. I'm going to, I'm going to point you in the right direction. But at the end of the day, you want to go with your experience. So order a minimum and test it. And if it's what it, it, the product says it is, then just go with it. And if it's not find something else, right. eventually you'll find one that you're happy with. 
very wise. So let's see if there's anything else. Uh, Brian Samuels wants to know if it wasn't for real estate, what would you be doing instead? Man, what are you doing instead? Jeez, I, I I started six businesses before this. All of them failed miserably. Yeah. They didn't make any money. What were the businesses? Wow, oh my God. Okay, so entertainment business, like, because uh, I come, I was talking to you, I come from a movie background. Yeah. So I was like making like short films for people that didn't work. Then, you know, photography, you know, that didn't work. Then I went to New York and I was doing a hedge fund. So I, someone gave me like a hedge fund to run, $20 million hedge fund. I didn't even know anything. That's my superpower, bro. Like, I, I'll get into a room, I'll talk to someone, and they'll just give me free shit. I don't know what it is. I mean, bro. if you can get that guy <laughs> back with the $20 million hedge fund, we can do business together. Well, I didn't go to jail, but he wound up being somebody that you don't really want to work with. Ah, it's gotcha. Kind of Italian descent. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, caused some issues. The FBI called me eventually, you know. Ooh, okay. I, you know, I dodged some bullets. I still have the FBI. Agent O'Hara is his name. I remember when he called me, he was like, um, He's like, yeah, so again, you couldn't say my name, and I'm like, do I call you Agent O'Hara or <laughs> you just call me Bill? I'm like, can I call you Agent? Because it's cool. Yeah. But uh, that business, um, a bunch of other side businesses that I try to like buy stuff and sell. I'm like, I'm gonna go to garages and and you know buy like uh, classic items and sell them, and I would buy it and then I wouldn't sell it. You know. So this is something that's common, I think. Do you have a vehicle vehicle dealer's license? No, no, I don't. No, oh, I'm that's shocked. A great shocked. Yeah. What, just uh, I buy cars and then rent them out? And no, then, like, buy them uh, and sell them on Craigslist. I know a lot oh. of people in the uh, in that in that field. I was actually thinking about like buying some exotic cars and then renting them out, mm -hmm. and then just so it pays for itself, and then you could just drive it when it's not rented out. Yeah. So you can make money and drive an exotic at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so Chris Jackson wants to know what's your cost per acquisition. Ooh, that is a question for my. Uh, uh, integrator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a, that's not a, a question for the, I guess I should know that man, but, um, honestly it should be, um, it should be under $10. It should be like nine around $9 probably if not seven to $9 acquisition or a lead. No lead. Sorry. Like cost per lead. My bad. I was going to say, man, that should cost per acquisition. Take that. Well, take that cost per lead, take that and multiply it by 50, I guess. Right. So let's just round it and say nine times. So 450 bucks. Okay. That sounds a little more realistic. Yeah. All right. So we talked about your superpower. Put you in a room. You're going to figure it out. Yeah. I'm is gonna, that it? Yeah, or is there more? Um, I, I, just, I just love connecting and talking with people. Steve. Yeah. I just love it, man. I like, I genuinely like when I see, I don't know what it is. When I see somebody, I see their potential mm -hmm. and I have, I have to tell them because I feel like people don't do that. They don't tell somebody like, hey, I see this gift in you. Mm -hmm. You have the ability to do this. And I'm like, why don't more people do that? But I guess it's a gift. I didn't, I, naturally, I just kind of figured that out about myself yeah. where I could just see people's abilities mm -hmm. and then share it with them to make them better. See the or best to in unleash them. things in them, you know? Yeah, very cool, I love that. And, and also, um, I am like, you know Mystique from X-Men? Mm -hmm. You know, what was her superpower? She can change and transform into wherever she needed to be. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's something I do. A chameleon. Yeah, I, I could trans. Like I'll, I'll, I'll see somebody and I'll take an attribute from them that I love, and mm -hmm. I'll say, "Wow, you know what? I want to add this to my personality because it'll help me be a better person." Now it's like <laughs> now I have that, you know. And then I look at somebody and I'm like, "Wow, I don't want that personality. I sense that in myself. Let mm -hmm. me take that out and yeah. get rid of it." You know? Oh, that's powerful. What is your biggest struggle right now? 
consistency uh, with uh, the team, you know, mm. making sure that my team is, I think Nipsey Hussle said it, he said, don't be, don't be changing the players on your team too much. He said that in the song. Um, I was going to say, I'm not familiar with it. So <laughs> there he goes. He's yeah, an artist. That, that, that uh, song, uh, All My Life. I've been grinding all my life, mm -hmm. all my life. So anyways, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, having, leading somebody to their desire, yeah. you know, it's very challenging, you know, because you know, they'll communicate it to you and then it'll change is what I'm finding. Mm -hmm. Because there's what a do lot. What you mean? Like, for instance, I, you know, I always, again, I want to know what somebody's goal is, right? I want to mm -hmm. know, I want to help them get there. So to me as a leader, it's not like, hey, here's where the company's going. You know, it's like, okay, where do you want to go? Okay, you want to go here? Okay, well, that could fit within the company, get to its goals. Mm -hmm. So let me help you get to your goal because the company is going to hit its goal. Yes. Right? So having somebody's goal change where, like, they, they want to get into, for instance, I'll give a real-life example. Somebody wants to run the company, mm -hmm. right? One of my ex-partners wanted to be in the office every day, run the company. And then all of a sudden it turned into, well, I'd rather just work from home and... You know, I want to be around my kid and I don't really like the office environment thing. Mm -hmm. So like that changed. So now everything that I've planned to help him achieve his goal has changed. Yeah. So now I have to alter it. So now I got to just completely change everything. So mm -hmm. uh, that's that's been a very big challenge for me. Very oh, I, big challenge for me. I, I totally, totally get that. So what is one lesson you want to teach today's young real estate entrepreneurs? Uh, give give in order to receive okay um the most successful people in this business are the ones that give oh, yeah. are the ones that serve right so you know when you're talking to a seller don't look for how much money you can make on this transaction you want to find a problem that you can fix that you know you'll get done. You'll know no one else will do it, mm -hmm. and you know you gotta do it. Uh, to give you a, a story linked with that, if I may. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Diane, Diane uh, was going through foreclosure, right? So the lead was in the system, and I was kind of in acquisitions at this time, but I was pulling away, someone else was doing it. And I saw that we have an appointment for Thursday, and then the, the price, everything makes sense. And I'm like, why Thursday, why not today? So I get, I get on the phone and I call her, and I find out that her power is off, she hasn't eaten in three days. She has two dogs. Okay. They haven't eaten either. What do you think I did? You went over there. With what? Food. Exactly. You know, so you have to be able to do stuff like that. You have to be able to see someone struggle enough mm -hmm. to understand what's missing and then go give them what's missing. Some people are lonely. So you got to talk to them for two hours. Yeah. Four hours four hours, multiple nights. Some people, they don't talk to their brother in Michigan and they need to get into a mobile home park and they have no credit. And in order for you to buy this house, you need to get them into a mobile home park. So you rekindle the relationship with the brother to vouch for her, mm -hmm. right? Her brother. Right. And to make him open to co-signing and putting his credit on the line to get her into a mobile home park. Mm -hmm. Things like that. You know, you find a way to get it done. Two people going through a divorce, they don't talk to each other. You need to be in intermediary. You know, you're not getting paid for that, but you got to do it. You're the marriage counselor. Yeah. Yep. 
um, if if a son is living with the mother and the and, and the son is there with the girlfriend and then there's you know five kids living there and none of them have a job and they they're living off of the sucking the mother's social security you need to be the the, the Batman that comes in there right and eliminates the problem and gets the mother out of this situation because you could see she has gray hair where two years ago she didn't have gray hair yeah you know like obviously the two are connected the stress is killing her so you by in essence are you buying a house and getting someone out of a situation you're literally saving them you know that's what i would say don't go after the money go after saving people go after solving someone's problem instead of trying to put where is it? Looking for the fat wallet? Instead of putting this paper in your in your wallet. Yeah. Just don't, this is paper, right? Human beings are human beings. Right. Human beings are life forms. They're living, breathing. You know, you have to help that. You have to help people. You know, don't worry about the paper. It comes. It's a gift. Yeah. It'll come afterwards. You do the right things right. Exactly. Uh, what is your favorite, best, or most interesting failure? My best or most interesting failure? Yeah. Um, doo -doo -doo, oof, best, most interesting failure, not hitting, uh, the company goal last year, uh, 1.5 million. We didn't even come close, mm -hmm. but knowing that just kind of humbling myself, it kind of humbled me, you know, because I'm thinking million, 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 you know, and I don't come anywhere near it. And I'm like, all right, well, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it, it really, it humbled me to a point where I know that I need to improve 10x what I'm doing mm -hmm. and that helped me uh, be a more effective leader because then I realized that I need to um, you can't get to the mountaintop alone you know you, can't. you need a team oh yeah and you could either cho choose to create a team selfishly so all of them are serving you or you could build a team and serve them yeah so that, that helped me realize that because, again, I was selfish at the beginning. It was just about me, 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 and I had to learn that lesson. So 2017 helped you help you to see that. Yeah. yeah That's awesome. Absolutely. That's huge. Absolutely. Uh, so Hung wants to know, if you don't want to change the team too much, are you going to hire slow, fire fast, or are you going to encourage some lazy guy to become a beast? So so that's a great question, Hung. Um, <laughs> I don't follow the wisdom of hire fast. Wait. Hire slow, slow, fire, fire fast. fast. Yeah. I don't do that. That's wisdom. Do that. Mm. You know, don't do what I do. So, <laughs> so I what, don't know what I'm doing. What does Zadie do? Zadie is, a, you're, you're in the company, you're family, and you're going to stay because I take care of my family. Mm -hmm. But if you become a poison, okay, that's the only time I'm going to cut you off the company because now you're poisoning other people and now you're affecting them. You're a cancer. Exactly. And yeah. you got to cut out the cancer. I'm, I've had to do that twice where I just walked into someone's office. I'm like, look, your attitude is so bad. You got to get out of here. I'm sorry. And, you know, they had, they had two commission checks waiting. I didn't have to pay them, but I did, mm -hmm. you know, um, because it was a part of the agreement, you yep. know, to, to give him a deal. And he got the deal, right? You give mm -hmm. him, pay him honor him. deal. Right. You got to honor that no matter what. Um, but again, somebody that's that's lazy, you got to be careful. People, why are they lazy? They're lazy probably because they're doing something they don't want to be doing or they're in an environment they don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. So before you go pointing the finger at someone being lazy, make sure that your environment is harmonious mm -hmm. and make sure the team members all around, not one person is annoying somebody, even if it's you annoying people, make sure your environment is harmonious. You know, if, if you're in an office that's boring, why do people want to be there? You know, we have like an arcade system at our, at our office, you know, we, we, we play chess a little bit. 
Chess. You know, yeah, I play chess. I love chess. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just things that are fun, you know, we're like some people have uh, foosball tables, uh, ping pong tables, uh, pool tables, just something you got to make sure the environment is fun. If the environment is fun and there's no one in there that's dragging somebody down, then why is that person even there in the first place? So mm. you have to try to solve that problem before you say, oh, they're lazy. I got to get rid of them. But again, you're talking to a person that like looks at employees and team members as family. So it's difficult to, you know. You don't just cut out your family because they have a bad month. Right. You know, you give them the tools they need to succeed. And if they don't and they become a cancer, okay, then you got to like, then it's no mercy. Then right. I don't, then, you know, then I turn into, you know, let me, you're out of here. There's no conversation. What book have you gifted more than any other? Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. 100%. I love that one. A lot of people have a hard time reading. I recommended that book so many times. People can't. You really, you don't need to read. You're just chapter two. Is it just read chapter two? Chapter two? Chapter two. All right. But you're right. You're right. They, they, cause it's very, it talks about why this works and you'll find it. And then all these, the history, mm -hmm. right? I think it gets boring maybe. Uh, it, it's a tougher read for sure. It's not like today's books. Every, everything's like kind of like a fable, you know, right, yeah. it's a very dry read, but I love the one. If you guys can find it last time I looked for, it, I couldn't find it was the audible version with Napoleon Hill speeches in oh between God, that exists that exists so because there's recordings of him right of his oh, speeches yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's like a couple chapters here's him speaking here's a couple chapters here's him speaking it's it's incredible so i don't know uh if it's still in the audible store but i mean i have it in my phone so it's i haven't seen that but yeah i mean maybe we could talk about that afterwards that's i would love that like there's a bunch of uh, napoleon hill recordings on mm -hmm. this this is youtube channel where it's napoleon hill recordings and like some like upbeat music yeah Either Y C Y B O or something like that. I don't know, but and then, uh, I'll share so, that with you after. So uh, to uh, for Tate, Think and Grow Rich. That was the book. And then there's another one. Uh, speaking with the Devil. What was it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Interview with the Devil. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, another Napoleon Hill yeah, book. That yeah. one's a huge, huge book as well. Great book. Uh, another one, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Mm -hmm. Actually, very, yeah. very powerful book because of the uh, not affirmations, but what are they called? You know, you read it? Yeah, yeah. What's he say that when you like have to do stuff? Declaration. Declaration. So those declarations are powerful. I actually replace, you know, when he says, he says like, tells you to declare something and say, and point to your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. So mm -hmm. when I do that, I always go, I have a billionaire mind. You know, that's the, I'm trying to, not trying, I'm programming billionaire in my mm -hmm. mind because I know that this is a computer. So why am I going to limit it? You know? Yep. Uh, okay, yeah, Sonia, outwitting the devil. That's what outwitting the devil. There yeah. you go. Thank yeah. you very Great much. Book. Appreciate and, and, because that because it's a characters too. He turns into like the devil's character. Yeah, it's it's exciting. The backstory behind it is pretty pretty fascinating too. So uh, that's it. If someone wants to get a hold of you, how would they do that? Um, best way, guys, is uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, Zadie Lee Z A D Y L E E on Instagram. Uh, yeah, that, that would be the best way, man. I, I answer those all the time. The, the Instagram takes priority over everything else. Oh, yeah? Because I'm just on it so much. I don't know. And like, I just, I get on there and I, I do a lot of stories where I'll share things about the business and I'll go live and then I'll talk about stuff. Like, when I go live, I drop like literally like company secrets. Mm -hmm. So I always erase the live right afterwards. Because <laughs> I'm like, all right, look, you know what? Maybe you don't want to give everybody the entire blueprint, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because I don't charge anyone, I'm just right. like people that call me too for coaching. I just give them knowledge. Like just, just yeah. I don't, don't worry about coaching, bro. Here. And there's also a lot of dancing. 
So <laughs> you guys looking for dance videos. Droogie Dro gang dancing, man. Yeah. So the shirts are coming soon. Uh, that's going to be exciting. <laughs> Made in America. And then again, guys, if you like this show, please share this episode right now. And then we got next week Kenny Klaus. He's going to talk about how he's crushing it right now as a traditional agent with all the technologies coming today, how he's staying relevant in today's industry and, 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 and challenges. So thank you guys for, for tuning in, and thank you. This was awesome. Steve, thank, it's a pleasure for, for me to even be invited out here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.